Mike, turn your games down. Hi, we're doing another What Are You Playing episode of Games My Mom Found for July. I am Mike Elberton, and who's What Are You Playing with me tonight? Hi, I'm also here. My name is Star. And I'm Blair Farrell, the founder, owner, and primary writer for comicbookvideogames.com. And the number one fan of Horizon, right? Yes, my favorite game. (laughs) (laughs) I still really want to play it, by the way. It's a bad year for Lance Rennick between that and the Resident Evil Netflix series. Oh, I forgot. I forgot that's out. I want to watch that, too, but not enough to actually. It is so bad. (laughs) It's me. I'll watch it. If I can make an episode out of it, I will do almost anything at this point. It just okay. came out. I haven't heard enough, but I am curious. And that's I think it's the first thing I've heard about it. So great. I'm excited to hear more of that. So eventually I will watch it and go, oh, no, this wasn't it either. I'll watch it for sure because I, I, I should. I don't even like the first Resident Evil movie. I think a lot of people like look back to that and like, oh, that one was good. And I was like, I still think it's really dumb. Even, I don't know, maybe that's me. But see, but. that's the thing about Resident Evil, is that it is dumb, and that's why I love it. And this is someone who <laughs> is deeply invested in, like, Resident Evil lore, who, like, can't wait to see who comes back and what it all ties into. And, like, it's dumb as a pile of bricks. Like, I, like, when I think of, like, the Jurassic World movies and Resident Evil, and it's like, we're gonna make these, like, dinosaur gun weapons and these viruses, like, you know what also <laughs> kills people? Guns. And they're way cheaper, and, like, more efficient than making like a giant hunter monster <laughs> but there's nothing cooler than a giant hunter monster yeah like a bunch of weird black thin eels eating up bodies and becoming an ouroboros it's like i am a god and just like a giant <laughs> goopy monster with like an eyeball jutting out of your arm yeah like, that's god that's I, I love resident evil though so i can't humanity I can't say anything. I just love I do, it. too. I unbashedly, like, love Resident Evil so, so much. You remember when it was just, like, zombies in a mansion? <laughs> I'm I mean, happy that the show exists. I just... I'm happy they're doing more. I'm hoping it's not terrible. Because, yeah. But I, I don't... I don't trust live-action Resident Evil stuff anymore. So. See, it's funny, because, like, I watched this show, and, like, I'm just waiting for them to, like, quietly announce, like... Because everything now is, oh, we're doing another one and we're bringing back this person like Spider-Man and Ghostbusters and Jurassic Park. So I'm just waiting for them to be like, well, this show didn't plan out and the reboot movie didn't pan out. But what if we do a seventh movie with Mila Ovovich? She's sign me up. Yeah, me too. Well, I I, 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 like those movies are bad, but I enjoy them. I liked them up until the sixth one because it just I would love, love to do a show with you on the sixth Resident Evil movie because it is so never seen it. It's I so purposely not watched it because I want to wait until I record. I'm, I want to do all of them eventually, but I've only done one and I'm doing two later this year, hopefully. So, but yeah, I, I want to cover more of them because they're I, 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 I've never seen six. So I'm excited to finally someday watch six. But we'll it's see. something. Someone died to bring that movie to life, and that makes me really oh, sad. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. mm. Didn't they? Didn't somebody lose a leg too in one of those Resident Evil films, or lose an arm? I don't know if it's the same person. I don't know if someone died and got maimed, or the person who got maimed died. But either way, neither should have happened. No, I mean it's twenty. Like, well, that wasn't. It was two thousand something. Yeah, someone lost her arm, Resident Evil. That's right. For uh, Resident well, Evil, I'll she start. Lost her. 
with one game that I've been playing way too much, and I don't know why. It's a mobile game. Uh, I've been I downloaded Diablo Immortal, and I can't stop playing it. And I don't know. I mean, I haven't spent a dollar, and I'm not going to. Like, I have. I am not going to spend any money on this game. You don't need to. Like, all the people that are saying, like, oh man, you gotta spend, you know, five hundred thousand, a million dollars. No, you don't. You can just play the game like a Diablo game, run through it, kill things, level up, get loot. And move on with the game. Like, I mean, I'm trying just to beat the game. And I and every day there's new daily things for me to do. Like, oh, here, go kill this monster. Here, do these bounties. And you kill, like, you know, kill 30, kill 60 little, you know, imps or something. It's just, it's like, okay, sure, I'll go kill things. And it's a great mindless little game. And it's honestly, like, super good. I've I mean, been wanting to try it. So I'm excited to hear about that. You should. Like, I, have da- I have it downloaded. And then I, I think I started it. And I was like, ah, tutorial stuff. And I just put it back down. I highly recommend Diablo Immortal. Highly recommend it. Like, you know, I know it gets a lot of hate because of how much money you can spend on it, but you don't have to spend anything if you really don't want to. You can just play the game. And it plays it, it plays just like a Diablo game. I mean, it really... I haven't played... I only have... I should put this out there. I haven't played really a Diablo game since Diablo 2. I've never really played 3. It just wasn't for me. And I just wasn't in the right mood when I booted up. And you can just play this like I just randomly I, I put it on almost every night before I go to bed. I'll just pick it up and just start, you know, killing some monsters. And it's just a good time. And that's it has a lot of like little Isn't things you can like do for three. Hmm? Isn't it more like three? Because that's what I thought was interesting. Because I remember from everything I've seen. I thought it was kind of more like three than it was two. So that's interesting. It, it could be that I just I've never played three for more than 10 minutes. Mm, gotcha. So it could be me. I know the storyline takes place after two. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think anyone's playing Diablo for the story, though, right? So. Yeah, no, yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, so that doesn't matter, but I... Because it deals with Deckard Kane, it deals with the freaking redstone things, whatever the hell they were, that you put Diablo in, if I remember correctly. That that I, sounds about as much as you need to know about Diablo's story. You just I, mean, just I don't even pay attention to the story in this game. I literally <laughs> exactly. just boot it up and kill things. And, and like, the game gives you complete guides of where to go. When there's a quest or any mission that you're doing, it gives you footprints to follow. It will lead you right to where you need to go. And I'm just like... That's all I have to do is I just pick this up and I just play. I don't have to pay attention. I don't have to. I don't care. Like, they'll, they'll, there'll be tons of story. There'll be cutscenes. I'm like, skip, 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 skip. I just want to kill things. And that's all I want to do. And you can. Like, you don't have to do all the things that people act like. I mean, and, and you do see other people that run around in the game with you, but like, sometimes they can interact with you, but it's not like they can really steal your kills or anything. They just help you and you both get different loot. I'm assuming that drops for each of you. There's lots of bosses, there's lots of dungeons, and it plays really good on a phone. So it, it's a game that I will highly, re- I mean, don't spend money on it just because I don't think anyone, any mobile games spend money on because I've done that. So, I mean, if you like it enough, sure, but I can't, I did, I spent tons of money on a game called Little Empire when I was younger, not that I was in my 20s, and well, oh, never again. So that's me, but no, it, it's really good. It, it's, I think it, it's a great little Diablo game. Like they made a good game and it doesn't. You can, I mean, I'm not playing, I'm just playing the regular difficulty, but I'm pretty sure you can beat the game and enjoy it and have all the different classes and you don't need to spend a dollar. Yeah. Did you hear the story about, I forget, some YouTubers spent like, I think at least thousands, I think like hundreds of thousands to get like some really rare item and then just deleted it immediately in protest. Well, like, then you're just fucking stupid. stupid. Yeah. It's A, they got money. <laughs> B, yeah, I guess you're bringing attention to the story, but you don't need to spend, I'm sure obviously content creator had the money to do it, but then yeah, it's, it's really stupid. And it was like just a rare item that like, you know, people want, and that's why a lot of some people are mad about 
from my understanding how this game's loot system works, but like it's just not even important. It's not like, oh, I'm super powerful now. I don't think it's that. It's no, that. you don't need like you can get even yeah. as a guy who hasn't spent a dollar, I still get a lot of gems, I get a lot of different things. I mean, sure, there's probably some there's stuff that's locked behind paywalls. I don't care. I'm not playing I'm just playing to play it. Like I don't need to be maxed out. I just wanna beat the game and move on. And you can do that. And I think that's what's so cool. Like you don't have to do what the way people act like it act like it. You can just enjoy your game. It's a pretty game. And it and it plays fine. It plays really good and it's I think the worlds are like the first world is a lot like the first act in Diablo. The second the second act is in a desert. The third place is in a jungle. I don't I haven't gotten to the next place yet. I'm well, maybe in the next world, I don't ice world. <laughs> there is no, there actually I haven't been in an ice world yet. I know there's a place called Tundra, but I don't think it was an ice world. I'm I'm in some I don't even know what the hell I don't even pay attention to anything what's going on. I just kill everything. So <laughs> I can't even tell you. I know I fought ba- Ball or Bal, whatever his name is. I fought him at one point in like a we went in some past event thing where I was reliving some past, you know, something, but even they sealed him away and I fought him. Oh, it's really cool. I'm playing as a crusader, I think, and I really like it. That's all I got to say about the album Immortal. A star, what is something that you've been playing? Uh, you actually did remind me of a mobile game that I forgot I've been playing, and I think it's really worth recommending because I don't think a lot of people have heard of it. A lot of a game a lot of people probably have heard of is called Vampire Survivor, uh, <laughs> which it's it's on Steam. It's like two dollars. It's on Game Pass. It's really blown up. But there is a mobile game produced by a non-American company that basically is like a ripoff that Vampire Survivors is a ripoff of. Because it came out way before, and it's very, very similar, like in terms of like the way XP is, the sort of items that are in the game, like the powers. But it's even more than uh, Vampire Survivors. Like if you really like Vampire Survivors and you want a mobile game, you're gonna like this. It's also free. It's called Magic Survival. It's a lot more stylized art, where like enemies don't really have shapes. Essentially, it's kind of like a lot of like you know the enemies are like black, angry, like lines. Essentially, like like balls. But mm. like it's really neat in terms of like you know it's just that same sort of loop of a very kind of chill like oh i just want to you know walk around get xp and kill things and you want to survive for a certain amount of time um it's very easy to pick up put down and has like items you can equip in runs so like yeah i've i've played that a little bit and i put it down for a few weeks but i have i remember when i was playing i was really enjoying it because i also really like vampire survivors and then i was talking to my friends he recommended me that so yeah can you beat it you can beat them in the way you can vampire survivors where after 30 minutes i think something kills you so yeah (laughs) Because I'm very, like, the th- reason why I'm so into Diablo is because I know I can beat it. And I can beat it, I can move on and never play it again. I think, <laughs> you know, I mean, in terms of unlockables or that stuff, because that's how it was with Vampire Survivors 2, because like I said, I did play a lot of that. And there are a lot of, like, goals, at least, especially in Vampire Survivors. This one has, like, you know, to get to the next level, you have to survive for a certain amount of minutes, and then blah, 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 blah. And so, you know, I think eventually there is an end to it. But yeah, I'm sure it's not one a lot of people have heard of, but I think it's really fun and casual, just like Vampire Survivors is. So yeah, I'd highly recommend that one. Okay, the other one that I always talk about wanting to play someday but have not played yet is another Eden. I really want to play through that one day. That's a mobile game, but we'll see. I keep telling myself one day I'm going to play it. I remember the name. I'm trying to look it up. It's a game that has a Chrono Cross event before Uh... we got Chrono Cross announced. It looks, it reminds me visually of Maple Story, which I'm sure is. Oh, God. <laughs> Listen, that's a different thing, but it looks really neat. Hmm. Yeah, I, I recognize I the name. <laughs> oh, don't. Uh, Blair, what is something that you've been playing? Well, speaking of mobile games, 
today I brought home and I was, according to the manager of my local GameStop, one of two people to pre-order Ooh. DC League of Super Pets, The Adventures of Crypto and Ace. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, remember movie games? Remember when no. movies used to come out and mm. there'd be a poor tie-in? Well, some reason. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why this was pressed on a disc. Uh, apparently, oh. the company it makes it's a company called Outright Games. And I, I get. I mean, I'm not going to be cynical about this thing because it's not meant for someone who's pushing forty. Like <laughs> it is a game that's for kids, but like it's. It's essentially a low rent Star Fox ripoff. It's a Star Fox um, ripoff? Kind of. Like, it's an on rail shooter where you play as either Crypto or Ace. And it's like, at least it could have given the two, like, animals different things. Like, maybe Ace is on the ground. There's like an endless runner and Crypto's in the air. But, like, Ace just has, like, rockets and Batman lasers. It sounds like a mobile game. And that's what it is. And for some reason, it costs $50 in Canada. And it's like so every level like what, ten in American. Every, yeah, it was probably like forty down there. But it feels like if it, if it was pressed on a disc, like it seems like something that would be it should be like twenty dollars, um, because it's not an impulse buy at fifty. And it, even in my GameStop, like they didn't even get any copies, even though they have like they've had ads up for it. So essentially, it's like I mean, there's no production value. Like obviously, Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart didn't do any voices. Like I doubt they even know this thing exists um there's like repetitive voice clips all the time that aren't funny and they're really annoying but every level is like the same it's just like you're flying and you shoot like score robots like the most interesting thing about this game is that in every level you like find a random pet and then you get a card and it's like oh this doggo loves things that go with jelly and you pick like peanut butter from a list of three things. And when you mm. level up the, the, the doggo, then you find a human to pair them with. So that brings me a lot of joy uh, finding <laughs> dogs and cats and lizards forever homes. I was like, okay. this is not what I was expecting. But other than that, it's just like, yeah, it's it doesn't shocking. sound good. I mean, it's if you're a kid and like, I don't understand the business model for this. Cause like, there's nothing terribly advanced about it that like you use the control stick to move and you shoot things and there's like dodging but you really need to do it and you get like superpowers but all of this could be touch screens on a phone and it could have been charged for like five dollars and it could have been an instruction for a kid on an ipad like i doubt a parent is going to see this at fifty dollars and it's like oh i'm going to pick this up for my kids so they can you know play like take away time from my xbox or my switch or something <laughs> like it's it's not that level of impulse buy so like it's kind of it fascinates me that this thing exists because like you just don't see this stuff anymore like before it was rampant and then like the market just dried up like i watched a video by uh, a channel on youtube called always nerdy kind of about like the thor god of thunder game and it was like fascinating just learning about like the production of that and like all the Marvel MCU games where they were making the Hulk game, but even the movie <laughs> people didn't know what the Hulk actually looked like. <laughs> I think it's so interesting because I was thinking about it. Like I've heard, I've seen some YouTube videos recently talking about certain 
game movies and title of video being like, oh, this game was better than the movie. And it's like, and it's, I feel like there's almost this weird nostalgic, we've hit the nostalgic era a little bit of people being like, were some of these actually good? And I'm sure not many of them were, but God, it's wild that, yeah, it's just such not a thing that's done anymore for how rampant it was only what, seven, 10 years ago? The yeah, 360 I mean, era. It was a big deal. Well, it's like the PS2 era because you had like, man, on my shelf, like Shrek. I have. I have oh. a cat. I have a cat. I have a Halle Berry Catwoman game on my shelf. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I remember there's like seven Shrek games. Probably there's like there's like Shrek Brawler. It's like a beat 'em up. There's like I, Shrek Platformer. Like I have like Constantine and Ghost Rider and like all of those things and like yeah. I mean there there were good ones like the Chronicles of Riddick is like excellent. That's a really um, good game. Yeah. And it's way better than like that movie that they made. Um, <laughs> I can't think of any more off the top of my head. Where it's uh, just, X-Men like, Origins Wolverine. All of the Harry Potter games. That's the all. Mummy D, thing. The Mummy Demastered is a I haven't played it, but it's like it's supposed to be a really good Metroidvania based on the Tom Cruise mummy movie. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like it's. Oh, I'm looking up this DC Super Pet thing that you look. This actually interests mm-hmm. me. But I completely can see, like, I would not be paying money. I'd be, I'd, this would have been something that I would have loved to buy for, like, less than 10 bucks at a, at a GameStop and a buy two, get one free sale. Yep. Yep. That's, yeah, I mean, sure. the only reason why I have it is because, like, I, I own a website that covers comic book video games and there's nothing too big or too small. And this company, if you go on their website, Outright Games, they, they're apparently making a Justice League game. I don't they haven't said what it is or what type of game it is. And the characters kind of look like they're not quite Funko Pop style, but it kind of has like that collectible thing style you buy in blind bags of comic book stores. But like there are so few Justice League games Like there hasn't been a game with Justice League in the title since the Game Boy Advance, I'm going to say. Are you saying Justice League Heroes Flash? Oh, Justice League Heroes. Yes. So 2006. Yeah. Um. And it's then, a long time. Yeah. And this company is going to be the one to break that streak by like this kids Justice League game, which, of course, I'm going to buy. They made an well, Adam's Family game. And I've, nev- I've never even heard or seen of this, but they made like an Adam's Family game based on the new Adam's Family movies. And it's, when I, I I'm so bewildered myself. I'm- I just I mean, I know the PS2 era and the 360 era, you did have a lot of movie games that came out. Because I bought a lot of them for like dirt cheap. Like I have Bolt next to me, which I still mean to play one day. I have never did it. I never will. But I mean to play it one day. Like I mean, I I mean, I remember there being a lot of stuff like that. And I I don't pay enough attention to games now because I just buy everything on Steam and I don't give a shit about licensed stuff. But I feel like it's yeah, it went away a lot because so much was just garbage. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, it came out in 2021, and it's a poor man's Mario Party. That's what oh, okay. this is. Which. Yeah, sure. Why not? If you're going to make an Adam's Family Manson Mayhem game, there's worse ideas when you're like, what should it be? That's sure. <laughs> ah, that's wild. <laughs> uh, I forget Justice League Heroes exist. Wasn't that like a ripoff of Marvel Ultimate Alliance before that game, essentially, like X-Men Legends? Well, X-Men Legends 1 was 2004. Well, that's a thing, because it, it, like, it came out the Marvel Ultimate Alliance was carbon bombed on everything except for the DS, which is shocking. Like, there's a Game Boy Advance game, but there isn't a DS game. 
Hmm. And Justice League Heroes was just PS2 and the original Xbox, and this was a year after the 360 came out. God, that's um, not, ooh, that's not good. And it's like, because X-Men Legends was already out and set the precedent for those games. It's like, okay, it's four players, and this is only two. It has its fans. I am not one of them. <laughs> um, I've never played like, it, but I want to. It's just a mindless brawler, and the level-up system is kind of dumb. Uh, and I mean, it has a really small cast and it's just like, well, you know, Marvel Ultimate Alliance was the same year. It's like, yeah, but X-Men Legends, like the template was already there. And X-Men Legends is so good. So it's almost like there's no excuse for this to be as primitive as it is. And it's made by the people who did the Lord of the Rings games on PS2, which apparently I I haven't played Return of the King. I remember having fond memories of the two towers. <laughs> same, but Return of the King is it's the same thing. So it's not bad. I had I played both of them. I had a friend that was really big in Lord of the Rings at the time, and he, I remember, borrowed money from me so he could buy Return of the King, and it took him forever to pay me back. Yeah, I, I had friends that. from back then who were a little older than me, and they loved those Lord of the Ring games on PlayStation Two. Like they thought they were really good, most of them. But yeah, because he borrowed money from me to buy Return of the King, and then I'm like, okay. And then all of a sudden, he ended up buying Doom Three. I'm like, but you owe me money. He's like, yeah, but I had enough to get Doom Three. I'm like, but you owed me money. Gave that money to me. <laughs> like, give my money back. Like, I gave you 20 bucks. And it's like, I'll take Doom 3 as collateral. And there when you pay me back, you can get it back. <laughs> it was the dumbest thing. That's the last time I brought money to, by the way. Well, to, I mean, like a friend and to him. I, but we were in high school. So, a star, anything else you've been playing that you want to mention? I mean, I think I probably there's a chance I've mentioned this last time and it's still true, but I, you know, I'll make a plug playing Dead by Daylight. Never really <laughs> stop. Uh, big update coming. You know, you ever had an interest? Now might be the time. I, Are they adding I, Stranger Things again, right? There's a rumor that's coming back. There's also pretty... There, I think they've done a trailer confirming, but not confirming what it is. More Resident Evil content. There's big talk that it's Wesker, which I think will be exciting. I did not consider potential tie-in with the TV show. I hope that's not the thing. I, nothing wrong with that Wesker. It's just not my Wesker. I want Wesker. Was, I want. I want that. Yeah, and so they're they're doing a massive update where they're basically like essentially killers and survivors have their own groups of perks. And I think in total between the two, there's probably like a hundred and some odd perks. There's like three per different unique character. And they're updating like and overhauling like 40 of the perks, like the most used ones, because basically there's been metas for too long that the community's like, eh, we don't know if we like this, we're tired of certain things, so they were fine. They were fine. We'll just update a bunch of stuff all at once. And they're actually also massively decreasing the uh, level up requirement, like the grind, essentially, to like by like 75 percent. So that's good. more attractive. Yeah. Before you had to essentially get a character to max level, which is 50 and then prestige them. And then those characters, that character's three perks would be available on everyone else's trees. And then you'd have to do that with all the characters. And then you have to get all those characters to prestige three before you do it one time. So it was, yeah, it was really stupid. And then also every time you'd prestige, you'd lose items. So if you had like holiday items, you're like, well, I'm not prestiging this guy. I'm going to lose them. They're, they're removing that. There's a lot of just like quality of life stuff. That's like, yeah, I feel like this should have been the case out the, the gate, which is very, yeah. that studio. Um, they, I mean, they also have the, uh, you know, if that's not your thing, they have the story. Oh, I forget what it's called. The dating sim coming out. The on the beach, I'm hyped for that too. Unironically, I will play that so far hard. <laughs> I played Dead by Daylight once or more than one. There was a little bit of time where I played it on PS4, and I just, yeah, it, it wasn't for yeah. me. Yeah, that for you in the style you like, that doesn't surprise me. I will say, I think 
it's kind of impressive to me as I was kind of thinking, I'm like, you know, it's really the only asymmetrical multiplayer game that's really, I think, persisted this long. Rip. Oh, I can't even remember what it's called. The Monster Hunt. No, that one's, I like that one in a different way. That would have lasted longer before a fucking lawsuit bullshit. Evolve? Yeah, Yeah, Evolve, which wasn't ready. Yeah, I liked Evolve of what I played, and I thought it was really interesting, and then just didn't, couldn't make it. I I liked it. I also played Friday the 13th a little bit, but it was recently, and it was really buggy and stuff, but Friday the 13th is a weird, oh, but then, I mean, there is also. They also can't, they couldn't update it anymore because of the lawsuit. They couldn't do anything to it, and that was part of the problem. It's, Yeah. yeah, and I think it's coming down in like a year or I don't know. I don't know if it's that long. It's, it's, I think it's mostly dead because like once the law, cause the first when, when something was a lawsuit where somebody, it was contested who owned the rights. And when it switched mm-hmm. over, yeah. they lost the rights to do anything. So they, all their plans, everything got shut. They were just done. There was supposed like, to be Jason X content and that like, I never played Friday the 13th, but like, God damn, I would have loved to see Jason X content. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just sad because they, they made a good game. And then it just gets destroyed because of a stupid rights issue. Like, you know, I mean, I get it. Like, I it, it was just too bad, though. I mean, even in uh, Dead by Daylight, that was it was really sad for the community when they announced like, oh, yeah, we are getting rid of Stranger Things. Not so much for the characters because they gave plenty of time to buy them. So, like, oh, if you want them, you can get them. But even then, it's still kind of sad for whoever new players. But it was the map. They made a whole Stranger Things Hawkins lab map that's really cool and like has them. Um, the like the elevator that you ride down and like it was just really cool and they're like yep we're just taking it out of the game not in private matches not in public matches the offerings to make it those are gone we'll give you xp money for that but yeah it was just completely gone and so i'm hope there's a big hope that when they come back they're gonna bring back all the old content including the map and the outfits but for like the characters but i'm hoping they'll at least bring back the map because it was a Why really cool map. map for just, I'm guessing, licensing, because I'm assuming their license ran out, or they, you know, that they're like, oh, we're not going to pay it, which is, I thought was weird at the time, because I'm like, Stranger Things comes out in like six months, and you're like, but now it makes sense. I guess they just didn't want to keep paying it for this little window. But you yeah, think they, you would just, like, thing? if you bought it, you'd be fine, so as long as somebody who's hosting has the map, it could happen. You just can't choose it if you'd ever bought it. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, I guess, I mean, with custom matches, they just, they took all of that content out. <laughs> they There's also a weird thing where, like, the, the only, I mean, it was nice that, like, since Nancy and Steve, the characters that are in it, had unique perks, they did bring those perks into the general perks that everyone starts with. But then they, if, I think it's either if you didn't have the content or depending on the version, because on the Steam version where I don't own the characters, the little, like, emblem logos are just generic survivors. But on the Microsoft Windows Store where I own it, it's still Nancy and Steve. But it's just funny that it's like. It's like little ghosts of what was here and the map was really sad, but hopefully fingers crossed I'll be back. But yeah, I mean, just that big update coming out is the only reason I'd really talk about it right now. Otherwise, I just like, yeah, I'm just playing more Dead by Daylight. But I think it's at least nice that, you know, for the flaws that some of the community has with the developer, they're at least trying something that hopefully is going to make it big and like sort of re, you know, re spark the game a little bit because it's kind of been on a player based decline slowly over the last few years. So we'll see. Okay, well, that'd be good. They can. Yeah, because, I mean, I think the fact that there's aren't that many asymmetrical multiplayer games, Dead, uh, what is it? The Ash game that I can't remember what that series Evil called. Dead something. E- yeah, Evil Dead game. I'm really happy. I was like, I want to play it. I haven't had the money to buy it, but I'm really happy it did well. But I also don't know how long it's going to stick around because, I mean. Yeah, it's one of those games that you, you're you going to want to get when you can because, yeah, it probably won't be long. To play. Well, yeah. I, mean, I feel that, the, like, we're getting a saturation of those. Is that, like, there was. Friday the 13th and the Dead by Daylight and 
uh, Evil Dead. And I think there's a Texas Chainsaw Massacre one coming, and there was Predator Hunting Grounds. Damn. Um, and I think there's a Ghostbusters one coming, where it's like uh-huh. you play the Ghostbusters and someone plays the ghosts. I've heard of. I think I've heard of the Texas Chainsaw one. Um, and there's like another non-licensed Ghostbusters one that's kind of the same. I think CJ was talking about in Player One podcast one time. Yeah, it's weird to me that like all these games have come or some of them have come and gone. Like, as we said, one of them was due to licensing, which I mean, I think for all intents and purposes, the Friday 13th game was doing well before that happened. Um, It was, I think. And it had a different style, like being actually able to fight the killer, which I think was a lot more different enough from Dead by Daylight that people like that. And I don't know. I think it's interesting. Dead by Daylight. I think it's been like it's I think they just had their six year anniversary. It's weird that that's the game that really has stuck around through a lot of it. And I'm kind of curious as to the future of if anything else will really come out to really like stick around essentially that long. My guess they'll make a sequel at some point. I they I mean, I don't know if they'll make a sequel in that. I think they just want to keep revamping it. They may be like, I think a closer comparison might be like an Overwatch two thing where they might do something like that. Cause I mean, <laughs> make not the same to that. Game and yeah, get rid of the first yeah. one. Uh, yeah, Warframe, it's basically the like, same game. Warframe. Actually, cause I, I was thinking about it cause I was like, I think the developer of this game is the behavior interactive because I remember they used mm-hmm. to make a lot of licensed games, but they were called A2M, which is unfortunate, which is probably why they changed their name. Because, yeah, I think they made like the Iron Man 2 Wii game, which I have multiple versions of on my shelf. And uh, like they're a Canadian studio and I know uh, Digital Extremes, not to get mixed with Digital Eclipse, because they did like. <laughs> Some licensed games. They did Dark Sector, which you remember might remember like as the three Glaives of War. I really um, like Dark Sector a lot. And they did the Darkness too, which was terrific. But then they they're just like, well, what can we do? So they made Warframe, and like that's just they're just the Warframe guys now. And it's probably like the same thing with behavior. It's like, well, we have this one thing. Mm-hmm. So instead of like pitching products and projects and being beholden to publishers and things like that it's like we have this thing let's just keep our fan base happy and keep it going yeah i was curious because i thought i was like i I think they've done something they've done at least of games they've completely made they have a game of thrones game called beyond the wall which is like a a tile fighting game of some sort you know it's like turn-based tile game yeah that that tells you how popular that was and it's something called jurassic world primal ops which looks i don't even it's like a diablo-esque sort of game with i don't even know Hmm. it's weird but yeah i think that's a pretty good evidence to that yeah they're probably just mostly milking this to the ground and i mean hey if it's getting me hooked on you a dead by daylight dating sim i'm here for it i'm here for weird (laughs) stuff take me to places that coward developers are scared to go (laughs) okay i have one other game to mention that you can hear about in a whole episode that comes out next month, but I I was playing it a bunch this month. I was playing, still playing Dragon Ball Z Legendary Super Warriors for Game Boy Color, a card battling turn-based game that I, for some reason, really, really like, and I beat it five times. I unlocked all the characters. I put over 40 hours into this game on my phone with save states, and I never, I, I'm done. But it's, I don't understand it, so I got nothing. I can't stop playing it. I loved it. <laughs> That's why I did now deal with Mortal is my game, so my phone game. But yeah, it, it's really good. I if you like Dragon Ball Z and you don't mind selling the seven C's, it's worth playing maybe. I don't know if it's just I'm colored by nostalgic rose colored glasses, but I recommend it. So yeah. And that's all that I've been playing. I have other movies and stuff. Uh, Blair, you said you've been playing some other games you wanted to mention? 
Yeah, this year for me has been the year of I don't care about new games, so I'm just going to buy all my favorites again. So something that I'll give a shout out to that I've been playing this week is Klonoa uh, Fantasy Revere Collection. Actually, that might not even be the title. I'll just call it Klonoa. Uh, it came out last week. It's really disappointing that we never got a physical release in North America because I think there's one in Europe and I know there is one in Japan because I think Phil brought up in Player One podcast that he ordered one in. So Klonoa was a PS1 game where it's like you play an adorable cat-like oh. creature and like your kind of method of traversal is like a 2.5D side-scroller. Like you grab enemies and you kind of like throw them to the ground and double jump. It's really colorful. The music's great. The ending, oh boy, it will wreck you. I I played it on Wii. That's where I first discovered it because he did a remake for the Wii. And it's weird that it's not included here because I think it's a little bit too pricey. And I hate saying that because I think classic games deserve to be preserved but it's like it's Klonoa 1 and Klonoa 2, which I haven't I don't have much experience with. So I'm excited to play that. I'm nearly at the end of Klonoa 1 because it's not very long. But when you look at like the Cowabunga collection that's coming out later this year and it's like $50 and it has like 13 games and a bunch of behind the scenes stuff. Uh, what's also kind of greasy about this is that the game is $60 after tax in Canada. And there's like another $25 of DLC. It's just costumes and things. Um, but it should be there. And there's no rewinds. Yeah. Not that it's an incredibly hard game, but I think like that's the benchmark now. Yeah, if you're, uh, if you're porting something, people expect to have extra stuff in it. And I guess which brings me to, I guess, another... I bought Sonic Origins on Xbox. Uh, I don't mm. recommend that anyone buy Sonic Origins. <laughs> uh, I've heard nothing but bad things about it. I mean, I know Greg and P1 Podcast talked a bunch about it, and it wasn't good. It's it's not exactly without merit, so I won't. I don't like slagging things. It's kind of something I try to get away from, but it's for what it is. I mean, it's sixty dollars. I think that's what it is. I had an Xbox credit card that's or a $20 Xbox credit which is why I bought it but again it gets like there's no rewind in it and it has this weird like because you can play it one of two ways like you can play this new mode where everything is widescreen and everything mostly fits except for the bosses like like Greg brought it up where it's like certain bosses are kind of they're too far on the screen because it stretches 16 by 9 but you have like instead of lives, you just get these coins. So if you're doing like the special stages with like the chaos emeralds, which are the hardest things to do in Sonic games. Yeah. Like you can't rewind and just get them. It's just like, do you want to try again? Because I was playing Sonic one and I was like, oh, I nearly got one. Then I died. And it was like, do you want to start over? And I was like, sure, I'll spend one of these coins. But then you just are back at the beginning. And the coins are also used to unlock the bonuses. So you're not going to really want to spend them anyway. I haven't played. I've only really dabbled in Sonic One and Two. Uh, Sonic One was crashing on me a lot. I haven't gone back to it in a while. I'm playing on Xbox. I think most people are playing on Switch. It controls fine. I just don't think it's too expensive for what it is. And from what the developers come out and said, like Sega kind of rushed out the market. They told them it wasn't ready, but. I don't know. That's really they, they weren't they didn't care. 
Yeah. On, on top of that, apparently somebody from that company on Twitter said that the version they gave Sega wasn't even the version that Sega decided to publish for some reason. Like it had <laughs> bugs that they had fixed before and other stuff like that. So it's like, I don't even know. Whatever was going on behind the scenes of that was a mess. I know Sega. I they're the company that even came out and like, yeah, this isn't our fault. And pretty much made sure they ain't working again with, with Sega. Yeah, well, they had to. I mean, it's a reputation on the line because their name is on the box. And I guess maybe Sega might be sabotaging them because like they get <laughs> they get all like the the hype where Sonic Team, who have been doing this for forever, gets all the vitriol. But it's like mm-hmm. that's what happens when you make a quality product and these other people like say like you're gonna love this and it's like yeah but we don't really want it it's like no 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 it's the kids who are wrong like you're gonna love sonic frontiers and it's like uh, maybe. Uh, hey it could be good i have I, no expectations and i won't play uh, it but it could be good i'm holding my breath just a little bit i'm hoping like everything i've seen i'm like everyone's probably right like what if what if part of it's fun i don't know so, i'm gonna hold out for i'm a i'm a adventure two stan so Apparently, I'm this, the story for Sonic Frontiers is written by Ian Flynn, who's doing the Sonic comics now, which I haven't read. But he did write the Mega Man Archie comics, and those are terrific. So, those like, I kind of want to see what that looks like. Maybe not enough to buy it, because, like, this fall is like, let's release everything within a week in October. <laughs> um, so take all your money. Yeah, I mean, I like Gotham Knights and Marvel's Midnight Suns are within two days of one another, so I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to take that week off of work. That's not... I mean, I get it, but they should have, like, you know, maybe not compete with each other like that. And then Bayonetta 3 is, like, the week after, and then, like, God of War is... Oh, man. Because I feel this year, a lot of people have said, like, it is pretty stacked, but it's just not stacked full of games that I care about. But then this mm. fall is, like, let's put everything out within the same two weeks. And that like, cares about yeah i don't even buy new games like i don't even like it doesn't affect me personally but like i get it like i i I only play old stuff and everything i play and you know i put on the show so i know exactly what i'm playing the rest of this year (laughs) yeah i mean i i I mean i have to buy my superhero games because that's kind of a jam and i like supporting like uh another game i bought is the capcom Fighting collection. I couldn't remember the exact title. I have two copies over there. I bought two copies. Uh, I bought one for <laughs> Switch and one for Xbox because um, it's great. Uh, it's a bunch of Darkstalkers games. Uh, I think five and Puzzle Fighter and a game I actually haven't played yet. It's called Red Earth. Apparently, it's supposed to be really good and Cyberbots. And I mean, they're great fighting games and they play really well and. Like even on the Switch, like I, I play on my breaks at work. I'm just like playing Darkstalkers, which I have very little experience with. Like I, my Darkstalkers knowledge comes from Marvel vs. Capcom because like Morgan was in the original, uh, and other characters got introduced in the second. And like they just look so good. There's like one background. It's like a demon train, and it's just like how much effort was it to bring this thing to life? Like. Like I said on Twitter, like this is more interesting to me than them putting like 20 more hairs on Joel's face in a new version of The Last of Us. <laughs> um, and all I hope is like, one, I hope this sold well. I don't think it really cracked the NPDs. I didn't really expect it to for June. But I hope it inspires Capcom to do like more of these. Like they have to do Marvel. Like they have to do it. Like I don't care. 
what hurdles you have to get over. Like this collection has to be done the same way, or they have to do a Marvel collection the same way, like this with everything X Men, Marvel superheroes, NBC one and two, Punisher, all of it. I got work at Disney, and Disney just doesn't give a shit for some reason. I feel well, like. That's another thing is that I think they should really start paying attention because I mean, like a lot of people, uh, I bought Shredder's Revenge last month and it is terrific and it sold a million copies and mm. that's not including Xbox Game Pass and downloads. That's a million copies sold. Yeah, that's pretty damn good. I mean, and people are talking about it like crazy. It's that's because it's it's worth talking about. It is <laughs> my favorite game this year, bar none. It's definitely going to be on my game of the year list. Not DC Super Pets? No. Oh, I thought that would be for sure. Kids game was... of the year, maybe. I'll, I'll, give it, I'll give it a shout out for something. I uh, looked it up. You were 100% right. It looks like a mobile game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And like people like Marvel and DC have to be looking at the success of Shredder's Revenge. And like the hype that Cowabunga Collection got and thinking like, you know, it's going to take a while for Spider-Man and Wolverine to come out. Like, let's get like the Capcom games out there. Like, let's get X-Men Arcade back out there on something other than an arcade one-off cabinet. Like, these ROMs are out there. Like, Avengers and Galactic Storm, a little-known Data East fighting game, is an arcade one-off cabinet. So that ROM exists somewhere. Like, it's just the rights issue. I mean, there's so much bullshit with it. Like, they just won't. I mean, because I'm if you're thinking like, you know, you're mentioning like Marvel games, like I can name a bunch I would love to see. But any of the movie tie in ones, I mean, those aren't coming back out because they'd have to, you know, get rights to get the likeness of like, you know, for example, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Like, I would love to see that re-release, but that's not happening. I would just like to see it get added to backwards compatibility on Xbox. As I mean, Microsoft is buying Activision, so... Yeah, yeah but I bet they're still right back. to make it even backwards compatible. Yeah, but Microsoft isn't doing backwards compatibility anymore. They're done. That's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. They, that's what they confirmed at the last Xbox big conference. Then what's and the it, point of buying their systems? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's I switched to Xbox. There's a lot of good backwards compatible. Like, I bought Deus Ex Human Revolution because I had never played it. And I bought it at a game store for like $4. And I picked up my phone. And I'm like, does this work on my Series X? And they're like, yeah. So I mean, it's, I, it's great. <laughs> I'm just a big back compatible guy because I have so many, I have so many 360 games and so many like Xbox mm-hmm. One games right now that I'm big into back compatibility, so I can play old stuff. I mean, and also you can't emulate original Xbox yet either. Once you can emulate original Xbox, there's a bunch of titles I really want to play again, but I need to be able to do that first. <laughs> yeah, that's why I, lo- I love to have my 360. I like I, I bought a new 360 because I only have like a. Um, not the original model, but it was the original model. I bought it used at a flea market uh, and it just it didn't red ring. It just kind of slowly fell apart like the dish tray stopped working like this is the brand. I just couldn't get the dish tray open. So I bought a new slim Xbox and like like I just used it to play like the Punisher, the THQ Punisher game and like the Spider-Man movie game just runs on an Xbox 360 and like the first Spider-Man movie game has more content than the other versions. Like there's an exclusive Craven the Hunter or Hunter level. And it's so easy to just play in a 360. And that's what I mean you need more of that. Yeah, that's why when Xbox announced that I was pretty sad. And then Sony finally is going back into doing 
old games, making them available, but it's a more of a trickle than like a faucet like at Microsoft was. Yeah, this is why I believe in f- playing any way you can with old stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially licensed stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the hell that I live in. It's like there's nothing I would want more than... Because I follow a gentleman on Twitter. His name is Kevin Edwards, and he used to work at TT Games, but he also worked at... Oh, I don't know if it's software creations or sculptures. I think it's software creations. But anyway, he has like files of like Wolverine on NES. He's like, here's unused sprites from like Wolverine on NES and like Silver Surfer on NES. And like, here's Spider Man swing mm-hmm. animation from Spider Man the X Men. I'm like, I love this stuff. Like, I know these games aren't great, but like, man, put rewind and save states in those collections. Like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure people eat those up. They would for sure. No, I mean, that's just like I I've always been a big proponent of especially with stuff that isn't available anymore to play. I mean, if, like, example, I mean, I, I as I talk on this on this on this place a lot. I love safety and I'll play a lot of games. But if I can buy them on Steam, I will buy them on Steam support and then just play it anyway because I want my save. I want my other abilities, but I will pay, buy it if I can just to support the developer and not be a complete asshole. <laughs> but like, I can't buy a copy of like, the, like you were talking about earlier, the Capcom fighting games. I can't like, you know, Marvel vs. Capcom. You can't buy a copy of those anywhere any in any way, really. Like, it's too bad. Well, yeah, they're on the set. Like I bought at the start of the pandemic last year, like a lot of people, I was like, I'm just going to make some dumb purchases. And I bought a copy of Marvel vs. Capcom 2 for PlayStation 2 because I have it on Dreamcast, but it's not exactly playable on that terrible Dreamcast controller. And I don't have Dreamcast arcade stick. But on the PS2, it's great because you have the two extra triggers. And for me, that makes it more playable, even though the Dreamcast version might be better. but Without a manual, it was like $150. That's and I'm too sh- much. Shocked it was actually that low. That's still too much, though, in my opinion. But I know that game goes for a lot. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I have it on my uh, PS3, but like, it's really weird how they handle that port because it's using Dreamcast code, but the controller only functions as if it was a Dreamcast controller, even though it has the extra triggers. But I have a slick Marvel vs. Capcom 3 arcade stick now. So that makes it really fun to play. I just don't have my PS3 hooked up anymore because I ran into HDMI slots. Because with I, for the first time in a long time, I have like an Xbox, the Switch, and a PS5. So like it's weird to be back there again because I didn't have an Xbox One the entire generation, and I was late to the Switch party. A star. You mentioned there was another game that you were playing before we started recording. I was trying to remember. Oh yeah, uh, I one that came to Game Pass recently. Yeah. Yeah, I've been playing just a little bit, you know, a few hours here and there, losing track of time of uh, Power Watch <laughs> Simulator. Just reached 1.0, and it came to Game Pass with that, and it's been on Steam for a while. Pretty big meme game, but yeah, Power Watch Simulators, you Power Watch stuff, and you just kind of vibe. I and can I can say for a fact, Power Washing in real life sucks ass. I can say that. Well, see, but see, I think it takes out all the parts that suck ass and leaves you that satisfying feeling of, oh, yeah, look at that. Oh, no, I agree, because in in real life, you don't have to take your truck, back up your truck into the small garage, fill up the big water tank attached to your truck, drive up the parking structure, get out your hose, power wash the floor in the hot heat and getting cooked while you're in this parking structure. You can tell this happened to me in real life or anything. (laughs) Well, you know, I think I I did it once. I hated it. Hated it. the ridiculousness is the first level you were power washing a van in a garage. 
there your house it would be flooded that garage would be done but you just go to town and you um just go and go <laughs> i played it a while ago back before it reached 1.0 i tried it out and that version just i don't know if it had some of these features but there was some stuff they did that was really just nice that i didn't remember like even though it's silly like there's a button to change how the aiming system works so Instead of, you know, kind of just looking like around, like keeping your cursor in the middle, i.e. the pressure washer shooting in the center of your screen, you can hit a button and switch to an aiming mode where you aim with the mouse, but stay still. So like that was really nice. Oh. I was like, oh, this is actually very satisfying. Like you can get in an area and stop and kind of like focus and just move just the mouse. And, you know, really, yeah, there's a lot of like small stuff like that. That was like really clever that I was like, oh, it's kind of neat that they just added this. as like something to make it a little more convenient. But yeah, I mean, it's just very, if you want something, especially if you have Game Pass, you're like, I just kind of want to relax and feel satisfied doing nothing. Boom. There you go. I don't have Game Pass, but I completely understand that concept. (laughs) Yeah. I've played some other similar games. Like there was a lawn mowing game that came out recently. I tried it. Didn't care for that. But I mean, yeah, it gets pretty crazy. I was looking through some of the images like there's I know there's a Mars lunar rover level. Uh, You can watch like an amusement park. Power Watch looks like a subway. You know, there's a lot to watch in this game. I, there's a thousand gamer score there, so clearly enough for that. <laughs> I mean, they they have to anyway. So yeah, well, I remember back in the day, you at least kind of get some games that weren't that much. Avatar, but... <laughs> Avatar: The Burning Earth. <laughs> oh gosh, I, I mean, a game you get a thousand points in like ten minutes, which I have all thousand points by the way on my profile. I don't card, need anymore. A cardinal achievement sin is just when it's like i'm gonna give you not a five or a zero i'm gonna give you three and then your gamer score is fucked up forever unless so you, you found can actually game. somehow get yeah 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 the other so. random ass achievements i wonder i was looking just now at my recent games on my account there's nothing that ends like that i'm wondering if eventually xbox is like no you can't do this thing stop it they probably yeah they probably didn't stop it yeah good for them oh, blair is there anything else that you want to mention that you've been playing I, oh uh i bought the Portal games on Switch. Oh, I need nice. to do that, by the way. Not much to say that hasn't been said before about Portal. Uh, Portal is great. <laughs> I was playing Portal 2. I got underground with a Cave Johns and stuff, and my god, that is so <laughs> funny. Oh, um, that, those are some of the best quotes. And I only, I only ever finished Portal 2 when it came out, so all of it's almost new to me. I gotta get back to it, because I just got a lot of stuff came out at once because it's like I had Sonic and Kalanoa and Super Pets, which I should probably finish tomorrow based on my progress. And then I volunteered for a lot of projects for that you'll hear about soon. So I, I really want to finish it, especially because I lose steam because like I was playing Portal 2 the other day and boy, did it make me feel dumb at some points. I was mm-hmm. like, I finished this before, but I have no idea what to do. And then I just was like, I don't want to look something up. And I was like, okay, I have to do this. I'm getting tired. And it was like, okay, just go over here. And I was like, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, did you hear recently they released some of the cut content of GLaDOS original recorded voice lines in the first game that were too mean? People who were game testing it said it just made them feel sad and they didn't like it. So they cut some of the lines that were very brutal about insulting you and being like, wow, you really are this dumb, huh? Like, just b- savage stuff. It's it's quite funny. It's definitely worth looking it up. I'm glad that's not in there, because like, I was expecting it in Portal 2 because they make GLaDOS like so mean. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, she's not like egging you on, and I, I don't like that because it's just like, let me enjoy the story without being like ridiculed. Like, I let think- me figure it at my own pace. I think the stuff they did in two in terms of like 
developing a more thorough story was really cool. Like, I think one story was there, but background enough that like once you got to the end, it felt really cool. But two right out the gate, they're like, yeah, we're going to do a lot of that, but it's still going to feel like Portal. And I think sort of taking GLaDOS and, you know, knocking her down a peg uh, by making her a potato spoilers <laughs> and doing all that really like really makes her character like an arc that's really interesting in that game. I didn't like I finished Portal One uh, on Switch and like I know the game is short, but I was like, my God, this game mm-hmm. is really short. Oh yeah, it's a very quick experience. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's why it was like, man, the orange box even still to this day is such a great value. Yeah, um, yes. Because I bought bucks. I bought orange box like just for Portal. Like I still haven't finished Half Life any of it. I tried Half Life two multiple times. I was always lose steam. No pun intended. I can change and, that, by the way. At some uh, point, if you want me to, <laughs> I can give you a reason. You, you you talk about it all the time. You're like, yeah, I'm gonna do it for the podcast one day. I haven't done Half Life One. It was almost on the podcast. It was actually on one of the drafts of the schedules. It was there, and then I had a a kind of famous guest lined up, and then he backed out on me. He's like, "Fuck it," and took it off. But yeah, I had it. It's been on the show a couple times almost. It just I haven't finished. I haven't actually went through with it yet. Is Half-Life 1 on anything other than PC, and do I have to use mouse and keyboard controls? It's on PS2, but I don't recommend that version. I had, yeah, I think that that's the only, my own experience with the original. I started playing 2, is I had the PS3 version, which I think they patched, because I know it was notoriously bad, and then I bought it again on 360, and I just played Portal again. Um, well, if you wait long enough, they're going to take uh, the remake of Half-Life 1, Black Mesa, and demake it back into certain elements of half-life one so if you wait for that then you will have controller support and it'll be very much more like than the original than black mesa currently is <laughs> it's that yeah that was a i've heard about that and i'm like that's wild all right you do you black mesa game makers out there doing your stuff i do i need to play half-life one day i just need to put it on here and just make myself play it but i i'm just gonna play pc because i i love for person shooters on pc now mouse and keyboard but i also like my first game ever doing that was a uh, stalker and that's where I learned how to play mouse and keyboard. I do not recommend playing Stalker to teach yourself how to do it. <laughs> do not at all, because that game will chew you up and spit you out. Well, at least yours was Stalker. My first experience with playing a first-person game with mouse and keyboard uh, was either House Party uh, or X-Men Ra- Ravages of Apocalypse. Uh, which is a, it's a officially licensed mod of quake that turns it into an x-men game where you are a Mm. random thing made by magneto who shoots x-men clones oh okay and um, the developer actually put up the source code online for free and you can still get it to this day so you can just download it and Mm -hmm. put it on the quake and just play it that's cool if only i cared about quake in any shape or form okay I never played Quake, to be honest. Uh, me neither. I, I bought it to play on Switch, but it was too dark, and I don't have an OLED screen. Because um, I just, Night Dive put out a new version. I kind of tend to buy most everything they put out, because it's all great. But, like, the id shooters, uh, like, I recognize that they're great, but they've kind of never been my jam. Yeah, I can I can get that. I'm kind of the same way. I mean, I, I just don't care for them. We did Doom on the show a long-ass time ago, and I was not into it. I love the new Doom games. Like 2016 was great, and I played Eternal. I played the DLC because Eternal kind of broke me at points. I can understand that. I haven't touched any of those Dooms. I'm actually later this year, hopefully, going to play Doom 3 for the first time in in years. Hopefully, 
because I'm a sucker for. I have a I have a fond memory of Doom Three, and I want to see if I'm right or if I'm crazy. So we shall see. You see if my dumbass has no idea what the hell he's talking about. All right, any other games that you guys been playing? You want to mention before we go on to movies and TV shows that we've been watching? Uh, none I can think of. I'll just casually drop that Pokemon Puzzle League came out on Nintendo Switch Online, and that game is great. Oh, is it out? <laughs> I heard it was coming. Um, yeah, it dropped last night, and I was playing some at work today, and all the music in the background is like from the To Be A Master CD. So I was like, I'm glad that no one sits around me at work because they're just going to hear me like with my headphones in being like, I'm on the road to Meridian City. <laughs> and like, they'd be like, what is this guy's problem? I was like, you shut up. The song's amazing. It is. It really is. So, all right. And I'll go first. The, one of the things that I have been watching is for some random reason, I don't have an actual answer to this. I decided to watch Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Mission Impossible 1 and then Mission Impossible 2 because they were all on Netflix. Unfortunately, Mission Impossible 3, 5, and 6 were not on Netflix, so I couldn't watch them. They were on Paramount or something else. But yeah, I just started watching Mission Impossible movies. 1 and 4 are still really good. Oh, 2 is just... Bleh. Ghost Protocol is 11 out of 10. I saw that like at least four times in theaters. That's a good movie still. That's my first IMAX movie. And Mission Impossible 1, I still really like that movie too. A lot. Yeah, it holds up. It doesn't it made me want to play the N64 game, and I told my friend that when I was in Milwaukee this past week. I'm like, I want to play that 64 game because he had it. He had it when we were kids, and he's like, I'll I'll, I'll talk about it with you, but you're not going to like it. <laughs> but it made me really think about that game. Yeah, I mean, I just ended up watching tons of those, and then I've been watching a bunch of documentaries about just random stuff. Like I watched one about the family, about this like Christian type organization that has has like their hands in the government. And we're big supporters of Trump and stuff. And they're out like They're involved with every part. They're involved with like tons and tons of religious or world leaders all over the place. I've seen it before, but it's very interesting. Another one I was watching called uh, the something about the make the web of make believe. But it, it has like six different stories. And one was about I'm not a Nazi, but it was about like the white supremacists and how this person was part of that group. But then she backed out of it after the Charlottesville's murder with the, when the guy ran over the, the woman. And that like made her realize what that these weren't just ideas. These people like this was like real stuff. And then she finally she backed out and kind of turned on them. But it was really good. It had some other ones, but that was like the one I just I, I really liked it. So that that's all I got. I'm going to save the other thing just in case you guys have watched it. But oh, what about you, Blair? What anything you've been watching you want to mention? Well, at the top of the show, uh, I watched three episodes of Resident Evil on Netflix, and <laughs> it is a show that is on Netflix. That doesn't um, sound promising. I just don't understand, I guess, because I when I'm watching something that's uninteresting, I just think about other things like I guess the company that owns the rights of Resident Evil has them in perpetuity in the same way that like Sony holds the Spider-Man movie rights hostage Uh, for as long as they keep making stuff, they keep it. And I wonder if that's the case with this, because like I saw Welcome to Raccoon City last year and I'm not as yeah. hard on it as some other people like I get why they don't like it but I think there's enough in it that it's it's not boring this is just like I've seen multiple mutuals bring up on Twitter like if you strip out like the Umbrella Corporation and the T-Virus like this has nothing to do with Resident Evil like it's just another and because it's split between two timelines is like the present day where Lance Reddick is 
Albert Wesker, and apparently they explain why later on. I actually did read the spoiler because I was like, I may never finish this show and <laughs> whatever, I don't care. And he has like two daughters, and people have brought up like he has a daughter whose name is Billy, and she essentially looks like Billy Eilish. And then in the future, and so many years later, it's just like one of his daughters has grown up in this post-apocalyptic world and like the makeup for the zombies doesn't look great. Like the post-apocalyptic thing has been done to death. Like the Walking Dead has been on for like a better part of a decade or probably a decade at this point. Like the Paul Anderson movies address this stuff. Like there's so much more, so many more interesting things you can do with a Resident Evil movie. Like I was talking with my fiance tonight and I was like, Man, wouldn't a great show just be like people working in the mansion in the lead up to the incident? And it's just like, you know, here's an episode about the guards just playing cards. And it's like, oh, man, I got to feed this giant monster thing or this shaped gorilla thing. And like leading up to like the itchy, tasty note and like John, the lab guy writing his letters to Ada and like all those people in the mansion. Like the conclusion is just a helicopter coming the horizon. Other than like, here's another post-apocalyptic thing, and hey, I'd watch that. <laughs> you just described it in such a short, like, whatever. What about this? And I'm like, wow, that actually sounds fun and interesting, and something that hasn't been probably super explored. I think there's some weird thing that does like before one starts, but like, wow, that sounds really fun. This does not. I have not seen anything in every way you've talked about it. I just makes me angry a little bit, honestly. I'm just like. <laughs> Uh, I've never liked any of these wrestling movies or anything, and I don't like some of the more recent ones. Like the animated ones were okay. I've seen some of those, and I didn't hate them. They were just like, yeah, these the exist. First one they're good. fine. Yeah, the CGI ones and stuff. Whatever, those are fine. But like everything else, I think you're right. I feel like there's got to be an element of just like Ooh, we gotta keep on doing this somehow. Oh, well, so. and I thought about it because it's like the reason why too. Like it's shocking that like Welcome to Raccoon City did so bad. Like it was a huge as like it didn't make that much money and i mean it was a micro budget movie but like like i looked up last night because i was curious like because i know the milovich movies like worldwide total for like all six of them is like over a billion dollars and like resident evil 6 the last chapter i can't remember was like 40 50 60 million dollar movie and it made like 300 and something million dollars worldwide so it's like that's why they kind of want to keep these things going but I don't know why these aren't resonating in the same way that those did. Maybe because you hook people early, like with the Milo. I, I've never hated them until the last one. Um, I mean, yeah, they could be better, but like I kind of understand what they're doing. Um, but yeah, other than that, like what if I'm. Um, I don't think they understand what they're doing, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I think they, they like they have so much source material. Um and, and like in all these things, it's like here's the liquor again. It's like you have tyrants, you have like these hunter monsters, and it's just like you keep just putting the liquor out there. Like there's more <laughs> monsters than this. Well, that's the thing is, I feel like they love to take things that are iconic and just shove them in a place that's fun. Like I remember, I think it was the last movie, or the second last movie with me was, uh, and they had the dogs that split in half that were just like one to one off of five. And I was like, oh yeah, those are just like the dogs from five, like to a T. Yep. Thanks. Glad you saw that and went, Hey, we could put that in our movie. 
You know, it's like, <laughs> like it, in that's one of spicy. One of the Resident Evil movies, they have the giant guy from Five with a giant cleaver for like on top of a roof for no reason or something when they're in the prison. Yeah, execute I mean, Sherman Genie. Yeah, that's four. And that's the thing about like they <laughs> okay. think these things are like, like oh the fans are gonna love this because like if like in four they essentially recreate a cutscene from Resident Evil Five. Like in Resident Evil Five, it's Chris and Jill fighting Wesker, and he's like zipping around with his viral oh, powers. Yeah. And like that's in Resident Evil Four, and it's Chris and Claire. But like there's no established relationship between Chris and Wesker. And Chris just met Claire, so none of it has any weight. Like the best thing I can say about it is like look for that clip. Because they they watch they on Red Letter Media half in the bag, they binge watch those movies, and that's the part that broke them. Like they just started <laughs> uncontrollably laughing. And if you know anything about Half in the Bag or Red Letter Media, you'll know that Rich Evans' amazing laugh, and it's just so infectious. That's all I really have to say about that, I guess. Did anyone I, see the new Marvel things? Like I saw Thor, Miss Marvel. Um, I have not watched Thor yet, and I have not watched any Miss Marvel. If you want to talk spoiler free, I mean spoiler free, I'm good. I like to hear about what you thought about Thor. Yeah, I'm totally fine. Uh, I did not like Thor, not even because uh, I've seen people who've been like, "Yeah, it's fun," and I was in the movie theater and I constantly kept leaning over my fiance. I think she was getting a little bit annoyed, and I was like. <laughs> This is really bad, right? Like, <laughs> shockingly bad? Because it's just, it's a comedy that's not funny, and the serious stuff is cool, but it doesn't fit with the movie they're trying to tell, and it looks cheap for a movie that apparently costs it 200 or $250 million. Like, Rocket looks unfinished, Korg looks unfinished. I like Taika Waititi's movies. I hope he never gets to do another one of these, but I have a feeling that he will because this is making a lot of money for Disney again. Well, isn't this uh, going to be the end of Thor? Like, you think... I mean, again, I haven't seen it, but I'm assuming that Chris Hemsworth got to be done with his contract. He wants to keep coming back. Like, he said, he's like, I love doing this, but it's it's funny because at the end of the credits, boy, I really want to talk about the mid-credits scene, but I won't. Um, I'm going to hopefully I was actually supposed to go see it this past week and then I was supposed to go see it Tuesday, but then I slept all day Tuesday and did other stuff and then the the most excited I got during the movie was the mid credit scene, but it's not because of what I'm not. I don't even want to talk about it, but I started chanting and you'll know it if you see it. Um, Other than that, it's like, I mean, Russell Crowe's in here is in Zeus and it's as if Zeus was Borat. It's just as awful as it sounds. Oh, and I'll just I I got nothing from it. And I was I kind of wasn't that interested about it. And it's been having like conversations with people on Twitter about like, I mean, Thor is still making money in in the eyes of Disney. That's all that matters. But it's really getting to the point now where I'm seeing these Marvel things like I do love these characters. I've dedicated over my life, that decade of my life talking about superhero video games. (laughs) <laughs> but it's I'm not going to them because I'm excited for them. It's going I'm going because, well, if I don't see it, like I'm going to go watch someone on Twitch and there's going to be an ad beforehand that's going to spoil something because that's what happened with Doctor Strange. I was shocked about like the spoilers of that movie that were in TV spots. OK, yeah, I I, I mean, I usually try to see the movie as soon as they come out because I don't want to be spoiled. I don't know why I haven't. Well, I was in Milwaukee. That's why I didn't go see Thor this past weekend and then i just didn't get around to it yet but i want to i want to a lot because i 
I like Thor Ragnarok a lot, so I'm excited to see how this movie goes. Yeah, I did too. I know Mutual by Josh runs a channel, Panels of Pixel, like he he hates Thor Ragnarok. Like he thinks that Taika Waititi is like the worst thing to happen to Thor. Like he really digs Thor 1. And after watching this, it kind of made me nostalgic because Thor is just an absolute buffoon. And Chris Hemsworth is has great comedic timing, but it just it's it's just, it's too much. Miss Marvel is great, except for the ending, because uh, it's accelerated pacing. Like the actress they have, I'm not going to try to pronounce her name because I'll just do a bad job of it. And I don't have my notes in front of me. She is terrific. And I really like that show because I got into the Miss Marvel comics and she's in Marvel's Avengers and they do a really good job kind of with her origin and the character and how they use her. It just suffers from the Disney Plus program where like they introduce a villain in one episode and they're just like, oh, yeah, we're going to explain this thing to you. And by the end of the episode, they're just like, OK, they're the villain now. Come on, let's speed this up. There's some stuff that happens that's already being spoiled in the sixth episode. That's I don't know how I feel. You're talking about like the cliffhanger thing, right? Where they say something not, not so much cliffhanger, but yeah, you're talking about the the word that changed the MCU, correct? Yeah. And okay. I before I was like, boy, I'm excited for that thing to happen. But now I don't trust Disney to do that thing justice anymore because I just don't think that they're giving these. I think Kevin Feige just stretched himself too thin. Like he's before it was like two, three movies a year. And now it's like, what, seven TV shows in like two years? And how much of your time? And like mm, last week it came out of VFX people getting burnt out and like never wanting to work on Marvel projects because like they just like, like I didn't realize like Spider-Man, like they didn't even know what his costume is going to look like throughout the movie. Why? Like, it's just like it's going that fast. Huh. I don't know. I I don't mind the three movies a year. Like that's an that's enough. You don't need more than three. Like four. I know we had four last year, but that's because of COVID. But three's enough. But the shows, I just I'm not like I watched Moon Knight, but I haven't even touched Miss Marvel yet. I will now that it's done. I just wasn't up for it. I, I've been kind of I've been getting a little burned out on MCU. Well, partly because of my what I did with the podcast. So did you guys watch Obi Wan? I did. Did you like yeah, it? I didn't. It was fine. I'm not a big Star Wars guy. It takes a lot to make me love Star Wars. Like, I I didn't care for the sequel trilogy, uh, even The <laughs> Force Awakens. And I uh, people really love Rogue One, and I don't know why. It's okay. For, I, don't, I also don't like movies when they lose. Like, I don't like the really more sad movies, and Rogue One is pretty sad in, in general, and so is... I love Force Awakens. I did not care for Last Jedi, and I really like Rise of Skywalker, but then I only watched it once, and I have never seen it again, and I'm trying not to, because I know I'm probably not going to have the same feeling. So. <laughs> and good for Diego Luna for getting like a Cassian Andor story, but this... Actually, wait. Oh my god, am I being racist? Is that Diego Luna? No. I, think, I don't know. I don't... I'm glad that we're getting... I mean, I'm fine with more content. Like, I really enjoyed Obi-Wan a lot. Like, I have an episode you'll hear about it later, too. But I really enjoyed Obi-Wan. I thought it was just a really good show. I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. I mean, I was uh, not... Diego Luna was in Rogue One. Uh, okay. Good for him for getting a check, but who the hell asked for a Cassian Andor show? And they're talking <laughs> about doing multiple seasons, too. Yes, everyone's favorite character, Cassian Andor. 
like when it comes to like Obi Wan, I was worried that there if there was a lot of rumors going on and they were gonna do a second season. I'm like, no, this can be one season. You put out a story, you wrap it up, you move on. That's it. No they more. Barely had enough material for one season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it would have been a better movie. Like, they just like this episode could be not here or like five minutes, but you really stretched it. Out. I forget which episode it is, but I heard that a lot with Obi Wan. Five. I, yeah. I don't understand why. Like, and it's another case of good for you for getting paid for Hayden Christensen, but why even? What's he? If they're not doing something with him, like they have like the forty year old padawan scene which oh, that really was like. that was bad but at least I mean, he's there because he I looked mean, so different in you know like in because he was so young in attack of the clones and this is supposed to be i think that era like he doesn't look like that at all and people kind of want like justice for anakin i'm like it's called the clone wars there's like 150 episodes and it's terrific <laughs> Yeah, I like, think it's just for the nostalgia factor, just to really get that sort of and get the name. Be like, oh, he's in it. You better watch it. Come I mean, on, we got both of them. I'm glad he's in it, but I could have done without that one scene and just had him like put on the suit because, like, there is a good scene like later at one point in that show when he gets injured and you get to see his face and you hear his voice and it like that was good. But I would honestly like I do I don't need all the lightsabers and theatrics anymore. I'm just so burnt out by Star Wars. Like, um. Like again, I watch like the Red Letter Media crew, and they say that constantly that Star Wars is creatively bankrupt, and I totally believe them. There's like nothing they can do with that universe that's interesting. Well, except for the Mandalorian, like the Mandalorian was great. They need to get away from the stuff that they've been doing and go into the future more. Like the Mandalorian's good because you're getting away from the Skywalkers, you're getting away from the established characters, and you're doing other stuff. Like there's so much for Star Wars. They just need to be done with the Skywalkers right now, done with that era, and just go on past the original trilogy. Yeah, and even, even then, what was the game that came out? The, uh, really Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, Jedi Fallen Order, by all accounts, from whatever, was great. Like, people like it a lot. It's getting a sequel, I think? And it's like, yes, it you know, it even a, then it's... Good game. It's still within that era, but they did it in a way that's like, hey, let's focus on something that's related but not, and like a different story in a way that I think that's they could do, works. but... But yeah, but that's not Disney. Disney doesn't want to do it. Disney wants to stick with what they think will sell and what is well, known to work. There was also the dumb comment where I think Disney made a comment where saying that what they what they learned from Solo was that people want the same actors just to be younger looking, not like Solo did bad because Solo came out the wrong time. Solo's yeah, a really good movie. They <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> you, you, you. <laughs> No, they should have let Phil Lord and Chris Lord or Phil Lord and Chris Miller make their movie. I would have loved to have seen that. I like but Solo, like, but it, got, it has issues. Obi Wan has no weight, like because it's like, oh, he's gonna here's Darth Vader, and it's like I know what a Darth Vader is. I know what an Obi Wan Kenobi is. <laughs> I know he's not gonna kill him. He's okay. not, and like there's so many instances where he could have in this series. Mm-hmm. But like you know, he's not going to because we already know where this ends up. So it's like it's not like oh my god, I'm so tense. Is he gonna make yeah. it? Like this thing is like there's a, no stake. Yeah, at least that's yeah. for me. But there is like I did I did like some of the resolution, but I don't know. I would have rather just seen some series where it's just like like Darth Vader and Obi Wan Kenobi get stuck somewhere in something that dampens their force powers and they're just forced to sit down and like have a conversation and just like 
have been cool. I would rather see that than them just banging lightsabers again. I don't know. Something. <laughs> or just Obi-Wan Kenobi living his life. I don't need to have this, like, the second they started that adventure, I was like, all of this wouldn't have started if this guy would have just hired, like, Boba Fett to go do this. <laughs> okay, I, I really enjoyed it, but you are wrong. <laughs> I did really like it. It's just um, like, oh, I can't have anyone else do this. I'm like, yeah, there's plenty of people. They're called bounty hunters. Like, <laughs> I get it, though, because he didn't want people to know. Oh, and uh, one other show I've been watching, I don't know if you two have, is I'm assuming maybe you have uh, Stranger Things season four finally dropped. Oh, yes, I did actually watch. I'd been set over like three days and it was I liked it surprisingly. It's good. I Yeah, I just I don't know. I didn't have a lot of hype to watch it. And then it came out and it was just in spheres of social media. And I was like, all right, fine. I'm curious enough. And I started it and I didn't want to stop. And I My... enjoyed it. My wife loves Stranger Things. Like we have almost the complete set of Funko Pops for Stranger Things. We're missing some from season three and season four now, but she just loves Stranger Things a lot. And I mean, it's been three years since we got season three. Because yeah, twenty nineteen. Yeah, which is it is that is comical and enjoyable. God, they all do look old at certain points. And, oh, I mean, they do skip. Rough. They skip years. Like I think they skipped. I think they skipped time between two and three and three and four. Like for the show. Yeah. I don't mind it as much, but I do see some people really dragging them for like, these kids don't look like high schoolers. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I thought they look like high schoolers. I think some of them do more than others. I think out of all of them that don't the most, it's uh, the the sad kid. Will. (laughs) Will is a Will. Will. Yeah. Yeah, He's one of the younger ones, too. I know. It's funny. But then, like, of course, Dustin, he looks very young still. I think he has that face. And I'm like, oh, okay. But yeah, no, it's probably my second or third. Possibly, I think second see favorite season of Stranger Things. First one, of course, being first. But I don't it, remember a lot of the stuff because it's been so long. Yeah, some people said they went back and binged it all, and I was like, that's a lot to think about. I was like, I'll just go in and watch the like preview. But I mean, definitely, I think you know, I didn't hate. Um, I know some people don't really like the one with the mall because of like they just thought it was ridiculous. I and thought like, three hey, was good. Yeah, I think it's fine. I think I think if anything, I think I had more problems with two. I think two is the one where they had an episode that basically doesn't need to exist anymore, which was oh, the they... X-Men episode. Yes. <laughs> and I, I think two is a yeah. rough season in that regard. Like I, they just they did something like, like oh, never mind. I think it's fine. I think it's my least favorite of them. I think three, though, I think some people just really didn't like three and like for there's like a lot of comedy and they did that really weird thing with Russians under a mall. And I'm like, OK, it's kind of fair. I see a lot of nostalgia. Yeah, I think that's kind of they were really pushing some of that. And I think some so people, like, but people I, didn't like three, but they like this one. That baffles me because I I'm the opposite. Like I watched this and my roommate and I and we just like I had to turn it off at points. And I'm just like, well, these are these are just too long. And there's like I think that I watched the honest trailer and it's funny because they're just like. Join our heroes, Mike and Will and Eleven and Gildorf and this dragon, because it's just like <laughs> there's so many people and, and like this bong that mm-hmm. became a human. There's just like I, so much stuff going on and the episodes are so long. God, they were um, too. I mean, they were long. Like a lot of people need to die in this show. That's I think the fun. last season is going to be brutal. Uh, I really have... believe that we're going to lose almost all the characters next season. I feel bad for Millie Bobby Brown. Like she's such a good actor and all she has to do in this is cry. 
Like uh, that's, that's just it is crying. Yeah, but she her she's getting so famous because of this. Like once it's done, she'll be able to get a lot of parts in the future because of this show. I mean, she's already getting parts. I mean, she was in Godzilla versus Kong. She has. Oh yeah, I mean, but she'll get movies. even like more because like this show is going to be in the zeitgeist for I mean, especially when it finishes. I guarantee you, this will be a thing that will really live on for a while. I feel. Well, I mean, it's kind of like Game of Thrones. I remember like listening to a Kevin Smith Cobb podcast. I'm like, when Game of Thrones is big. He was like, man, I've been to Hollywood offices where it's like we have to get any number of these people. But I don't think that works because like how often do you see any of those Game of Thrones actors and things now? And I don't know. I think she's going to have a future. I don't know about any of the yeah, rest of these that, people. No, I think I maybe her. I don't I agree with you. I don't think it, I mean, I think Finn or Mike will have a future, but the rest maybe. I don't know. Probably not. Dustin, maybe. Well, Finn's been in a few things. The guy who plays Mike. He was in Ghostbusters Afterlife, which yeah. I like that movie. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I thought it was fine, and I enjoyed it enough. That, like, I, I just, by the end, I was like, yeah, I'm ready to see where this goes and see it all finale. I think in terms of there being a lot of characters, uh, it's just I definitely don't think it's wrong. I think like I've seen some people say like the stuff with the Byers brothers and the other guy, like it's just completely ridiculous. They're like, this could not have been in this, and it would have been better. And I'm like. Yeah, I guess I I, I can see where you're coming from a little bit because that's just a whole arc. That's just a lot going on. That's just taking up more time and padding it more in a way that I think isn't as satisfying as the other two arcs. In like kind of the break, like the episode before the break, Mm -hmm. like those characters weren't in the entire episode. Yeah, you're right. Because like they have nothing to do and it just like... Everyone's trying to accomplish something, but it's just taking way too long. And I guess like Netflix is like, this is all we own. Like, we don't have Star Wars movies anymore. We don't have Marvel stuff anymore. Like, we have this. So it's like, do whatever you want. But they really needed to be reined in just a little bit. I will be curious to see how this ends in two years and what. Yeah, like what they decide to do. Because even Millie Bobby Brown, she, she was like, yeah, they, I think they should have killed off more people. And I'm like, damn, damn, this girl's not holding back. But man, also they're going I, to. Yeah. They made a comment that get ready for heartbreak with season five. Like They made that comment not too long before four was done. Here's my hot take. The one character they killed off, I think, was the most pointless. I don't his death. I don't think needed to happen at all. Me I either. don't think it. It didn't do anything like there was never like, oh, no, we need more time. And then he did it. It's like, no, he's just like, I got to do this. And then and then he, I was like, this is bullshit. I like, OK, I disagree. And well, his reason, his reasoning was like, uh, I, I mean, I, I don't want to spoil it, but it's just like, but you had every reason to do that. Like, no one's mm-hmm. judging you for what. Yeah. You did. Like, yeah. It's, like in the first, uh, I mean, uh, well, I, I don't want to spoil it because people are watching and it's still new, but like. Yeah, if a girl is flying in the air and she has bonitis, like, <laughs> you're not going to stay around and be like, look, she went in the air and got bonitis yeah, and listen, crashed hey, again. this wasn't me, all right? I'm cool, dog. But no, I want to hear, I'm curious, what was the reason that you got that his his choice was important? Because I didn't because he anything. couldn't go back to regular life. He's I a wanted he man for murder, multiple murders. I mean, there's no coming back from that. Yeah, but you can't didn't... prove you're innocent. What are you going to say? Oh, well, a demon did it on the other side. Okay, sure, sure. We're going to put you into a little cell. But a demon did it on the other side in the upside down world. It wasn't me. Yeah. Okay, but 
Okay, first off, you just leave, get a new life, you know, whatever. It wouldn't be best. But he, that wasn't, like, all that wasn't like, the reason for it's it. I know those writers to find a reason to prove his innocence. It's not up to us. It's up to them. Because, like, his thing was, like, I always run away, but it's, like, yeah, but I would, too. Yeah, you, like, you everyone think so. would. Like, you're not going to stay there and be, like, I have to take my punishment when it's, like, in the 80s and there's satanic panic. Like, it just was pointless. Like, kill off the human bong. Like, why do we need, like, <laughs> essentially, like, Bulk and Skull from Power Rangers as one character? Oh, like, I, I do love, I did love that character. I think, I'm, I don't know, I wouldn't be surprised by bias. I'm, I'm not like, yeah, he needs to stay around forever. But I'm like, you know what? You're good. You just keep doing what you're doing, and I'll enjoy your presence for this. But, yeah, I well, the second he was on screen, I was like, He's not going to make it. And I was fucking right. And ooh, it makes me mad. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, that's that's my besides that. I like it. I just I also I mean, have you been seeing the rumors about like or the theories about what they're going to do with next season with him? Like that he that they might bring him back somehow, even if it doesn't make sense. I don't know. I'm more well, they can bring him back that. in different ways because he died there. So, yeah, exactly. So I'm like, eh, we'll see. They can find a way. Yeah, I I did. I mean, I was bummed out about um, the character he interacts with early on with Bonitis. Uh, yeah, no, she dies really quick, so it's fine to mention. Yeah, that. first episode. She, yeah, she. Uh, they meant the writers mentioned they're like, yeah, we wrote it, and then we saw them interacting when we were direct, you know, recording. It, and we're like, oh no, they're really good. Whoops. Oh well. Got to keep oh, you moving. Can't. There, I know they couldn't, of course, but like, yeah, they had really great chemistry. They were really fun to watch, and I was like, oh, this sucks. Oh well, keep on trucking. I'm actually going to go back and watch the first season. My plan is to do it this year for Spooktober to review the first season. I haven't seen yeah. it in so long. I think that'd be really good because I I think I'm going to might do it this around that same time just because I think it's a good time to watch it. And I haven't seen it in a long time. So you want to watch Man vs. B? No, just me. All right. <laughs> yeah, Rowan Atkinson, Man vs. B. That's a thing. I know it's, what it is. Yeah. But, uh, it's oh exactly my. what you think it is. <laughs> my. My Netflix comedy jam is I think you should leave with Tim Robinson, which is, oh, it's I don't know if it's for everyone, but it's like a sketch comedy show that I got turned on to by half in the bag. And I watched some of it and I was like, I don't know if this is funny, but then I keep seeing memes on Twitter and I was like, oh, my God, that is so funny. Yeah. It's hard to describe. You just have to watch it. I mean, that's why I watched me. It was for the memes. It was for other podcasts that I listen to and just kind of talking about it and how ridiculous it is that that exists and that Rowan Atkinson is a person. And then he goes off talking about woke culture and comedy. And was like, Rowan, I don't really think I would need it that. No one's asking you, Rowan, but all right, thanks. It's like, I, do we really need the opinions of a guy who did like Mr. Bean? Like, Mr. Know. Bean was funny without ever needing to comment on like <laughs> yeah. the trans community. Like, uh, so yeah, I had, I was also, I did watch in more something that's actually worthwhile in discussing. It's, it's a summary. I have been watching, uh, Deep Space Nine finally, and it's real good. good. Yeah. <laughs> I, w that is a great show. It is. And I, I watched, watched four before I, I watched four seasons of it a while back and then I fell off. And this, so okay. I went back and I watched everything and man, you know, ready to cry. I've enjoyed all. All of I've even enjoyed I've enjoyed every episode, I think at least a little bit, except one Ferengi episode that it hit a point where I was like, I can't keep watching this. This is this is aged horribly and it's not well. Well, you're talking about the stuff when they go to Ferengnar and about like the, the women and stuff. So I no, so there's that. What I think is kind of 
at the t- it's not written well, but I think they were kind of trying to do something that was like, this is how things used to be, and it's, oh, at least it's not like this anymore. But yeah, it's a Frangy episode, but it's even worse. It's ones where they're trying to, where the Frangy leader gets overthrown, and they go, oh, we need to come up with a plan, and then they take the one Frangy character and surgically change his gender. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they yeah. make him, yeah. Yeah, I did not finish it. That's the only episode I was like, I cannot watch this. This is too much. I don't but, think it was done to be disrespectful, but I completely understand. I don't think it was done well. <laughs> for like, I, As I was going, I was like, oh, this is just painful, even for the time. Like, there was no part of me. I was like, I can, mm, yeah. At least the other episodes, I'm like, well, yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, there's just the the one-off episodes are bangers. There's one where um, a character, a Morn, who's like, who's a... I, I've realized, or I read on the internet, it's a reverse for Norm, which is probably a reference to that. Oh, cheers reference. Yeah, I didn't, I, I thought that was me. I was like, oh, good. Um, Did you get the episode that, uh, who mourns for Morn? Yes! And I saw that, and I was like, no, if they kill off Morn, I'm done. Don't do this to my boy. And that was a really fun episode. Like, I watched the whole thing, and it was just kind of wacky fun, and I think Deep Space Nine just is so great for what it that is. That joke is not a real, like, never show. goes away either. They're like, man, Morn just won't shut up. He doesn't have <laughs> one line the entire show. I know. I, I, uh, I, yeah, but I actually just finished the second to last season where they, big spoiler, just gonna throw it out, even though it's been many years, they killed off, care. they killed off Jadzia. And that, that bothers me, but it was her choice. She didn't want to do it anymore. I did not know that. That's fair. I, yeah, the actress I, was like, I'm done. It's, that's so sad they had one more season, but. I mean, to be fair, I will say, I think they do her and Narice's characters kind of dirty with writing. Narice, it's either, it's about it's being, yeah, she gets better, but then she gets duller. It She becomes just a woman character with, oh, I'm all about my partner. And I think now that she, or it's about, oh man, I'm a war refugee fighter survivor. Like, those are all of her stories. And so I was kind of sad. And Jadzi, they did a lot where it's like, like, I think a, a good, like, fifth of her episodes are about her being in love with somebody. And I'm like, well, eh, one is because that actress is just beautiful in that show. I mean, so that's one re- And plus, it's the 90s, so they, they do some stuff they shouldn't be doing. But I love Dak, and I love the idea yeah. that he talks about, I was married to women. I was a man before. Like, I did this. Like, I love all that. It's such a, it's just so good what they do with Dax. Yeah, Dax, Dax is great. And I mean, again, yeah, the whole show is great. It's for uh, everything they're doing. I born, when you get to the end of the last season, the last seven episodes are all one con- one connected story. Oh, Christ. Thanks for that. It's really that. damn good. But uh, just warned that when you start, you aren't going to want to stop. <laughs> okay. I'll definitely keep that in mind. It's a, it, it's a whole arc of what, what they're doing and what's happening. And it's, it's good, but it's just one. It, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't stop. I have one friend who's really sold me on the show. He's talked about it forever. Um, also, he told me about, yeah, he, I will keep that in mind. He told me about one episode that was his favorite, which was a goofy one where they play baseball. And I still haven't seen that episode. And I think it has to be in this season. And I'm so um, excited. It baseball. might be. You, cause, I mean, spoiler, but it doesn't matter. I mean, the mini war is coming. If it hasn't started yet, I can't remember where you're at. Oh, no, I'm at the last season. So it's over. They just invaded Cardassia. They were like, oh, we beat, we made it to Cardassian. Like, yeah, the baseball it. episode is like, it's kind of the idea of like, you're in war and you just, you need to have something to relax and get away from the, the terribleness that's happening to you. Mm, okay. That's what it I is. See. But yeah, like, cause yeah, hearing that episode was a thing and then always see them at war with Cardassian like, and the Dominion, I was like, what is going on? But I see it coming. So, but yeah, I'm really excited to 
see this last season through and see what they do, even without Dak. But I, I am happier to know because I was going to look that up. I was like, why did they? Oh, do em- that? Uh, Emery Dax, the one that replaces Dax, is good too. So don't don't take it like that. It's not bad. That's good because I did just see a meme on some Star Trek shit posting group that referred to a character as Dax Light that I didn't recognize. And I was no, like, Ezra, oh. she's good. Yeah, she's very I'm, good. Don't. I'll, yeah, they they I'll do they do a good job with the whole like what happens and the stuff that people deal with. Like they do a uh, good job with it. So before we move on, I will say the last thought on it, which is they don't need to fucking keep hurting Miles. I don't know who, uh, what it is, but they're like, we need to have a really sad story. And Miles, get over here. And it's brutal. It's we're going to throw him in a mind prison for 20 years before Black Mirror does it. We're going to send his <laughs> kid into the future 20 years where she's alone and then they get her back and she's like, doesn't. <sighs> Like, dude, we're going to send him undercover under a sting operation where he realizes, hey, the bad guy here is just trying to make a living. And he's like, but I, you killed him. So now he has to. Go. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe it. I was like, stop <laughs> doing this to Miles. He's so sad. Oh, all right. There we go. We can... Oh, Blair, do you have any last things to cover or mention? I do have one thing I'm going to ask you to mention, but I want to hear any more movies or TV shows. <laughs> I hmm. take that as a no. <laughs> yeah, I saw. I was like, let's see. It's like everything this past month has kind of been a blur. I saw Jurassic World Dominion. Oh, Don't go see Jurassic World Dominion. It is pointless. Oh, uh, oh, that's not what I wanted to hear. But okay. <laughs> well, I I have a lot of friends who love Jurassic Park movies and. I don't understand why this movie is existing and why it's making so much money and why people aren't more critical of it because it's so dumb and they made. The last movie was a hundred and fifty, two hundred million dollar production that was not great to set up a really cool Jurassic Park movie that this movie isn't about at all. And my fiance and I would just watch it when we were just like glazed over the entire time. <laughs> like we just wanted to have fun, but we're just like, this is just so stupid. Like it just needed more Jeff Goldblum. And like I don't care but like I, I get the Chris Pratt thing. I kind of just don't care at this point, but he doesn't hold a candle to Alan Grant and Sam Neill and Laura Dern and Jeff Goldblum. Like, none of those characters. And they make him almost like a superhero. Like, the things he does is like, no, you would lose your arm. <laughs> like, <laughs> I I lost interest in Chris Pratt. They, yeah, I'm tired. Yeah. My thing is, if James Gunn will publicly say on Twitter that Chris Pratt is a solid guy that's good enough for me and he hasn't hurt me, I don't know. Well, I'm just tired of him being in so many movies, that's all. I'm just tired of him as an actor. Not because of personal stuff, I just don't care. See, I'm the opposite. I, I liked him until some personal stuff, and I was like, I just don't really need it. And then well, I don't agree with the personal stuff either, I, I but I just don't really, like, I try not, unless you do something really, like, I guess I don't even know the whole story with all the personal stuff, I just know a little bit. It's enough for me. It's not the worst thing ever. But like, I was like, oh, this is pretty rough. But then he came out recently with like an article before Jurassic, basically trying to like refute a bunch of it. And I didn't believe any of it. I was like, Chris, I feel like this is you doing, you know, PR work to try to make convince people. Hey, I'm not a bad guy. Go see my Jurassic Park. Please, please go see it. But it's just, yeah, I'm pretty much like, yeah, OK, Chris, you can go now. Just take a break. I'm sure if you left for a while and came back, people would love you like a lot again in a big way. <laughs> Oh, and then before we wrap up this episode, uh, two things. Uh, one, Blair, you were talking about something before the episode. Do you want to mention that? Or you, where you remembered you were 80 years old? 
I didn't know we were going to actually talk about that. Oh, yeah. yeah I was like, what was I talking about? It's like, yeah, I don't think your audience needs to hear about my story as a crank who had to chase kids off his lawn. That's okay. <laughs> it was funny, though. <laughs> you know, it, it was, it is kind of funny to tell it humorously, but at the same time, this past week, and I don't mean to bring everything down after what has been a joyous, like, two hours where I'm kind of just like, I'm really sad that I'm at the point of my life where I'm just that much of a crank to just a bunch of kids. But I'm just like, man, I'm trying to watch a movie for Mike's show. And oh, you're like, being a crank. people screaming outside for no. I mean, I don't care. Like, even when I was a kid, I try not to disturb other people. That's just being an ass. That's not being a kid. It's funny how you brought up the power washing simulator because there was a guy who lives next door to us in his house is kind of like right next to my window. It was a really hot summer day. And he must have been power washing like two pieces of wood for like two and a half hours. <laughs> and I was like, I'm surprised whatever wood he has even exists it's, anymore. It's so dirty. He's, he has it on the lowest setting. He's taking his time. He, he's he's learned. The, he's figured out the long game before Mike was like, yeah, I just try to make games really last. He's, he's doing it with power wash. He's like lowest setting. Just put on his guests and get a nice tall glass of tea and just power wash this wood for two yeah. hours. Yeah, my experience is gone. My experience yeah. with power washing is like I worked when I was in university. Like I would, I would go to university in the city here in Newfoundland, and then I would go back to my parents' house. It was kind of like the Dursley situation in Harry Potter, where it's like I really want to be back in Hogwarts, but I have to go back and live in the cupboard. Mm. So <laughs> I would get like crappy summer jobs, just like cleaning like mowing grass around town and cleaning stuff and one day i had to like power wash a boardwalk like i didn't have like your problem i think we were just hooked up to a hose but i just remember like spring and like a bunch of tiny spiders just started chasing me i'm just like i gotta get the hell out of here I'm, like these spiders are gonna kill me like they specifically are targeting me right now <laughs> uh, i mean that's not i don't know i just hated power washing because i worked at the mall of america and i had to like we had a big truck and we'd load it up and it was like super hot and you would just get like burnt. I mean, it would just feel like you were in a humid and it was, I, I, and I didn't like it. See, so. before the heat death of the world in Newfoundland, like the highest we get is like 20 degrees Celsius, which is, I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit. So it would be hot for us, but you would probably be like, I'm going to get a sweater because it's freezing. <laughs> yeah. 68 Fahrenheit. Oh, 68 is wonderful. I mean, I was, it wasn't 60. I mean, I did this in third shift, but it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't fun. It's a random thing about Power Wash Simulator, throw it back. If you actually Google it, one of the questions you get a lot is, uh, is it a horror game? And that's because the game is really great with ambient sound. Like, it has, like, nice footsteps. It has, like, if you're outside, it has, like, good outside sounds, everything I've heard. It has no music. So it that's okay has with me. This, yeah, which I think I think is it just wakes people out, especially back when it was a little more rough around the edges before it reached 1.0. But it kind of, uh, I forget, it's a term I learned recently about, like, when a game world feels empty. You know, you're like walking around a space. And you're just like, wow, it feels like there's nothing here, but there should be in terms of like, you know, like NPCs or something like Mario 64 is going. It kind of has that feeling of you're just like you're alone. You don't ever see anybody. I think unless you do multiplayer, which it does have, which is cool. But like all you do is you get like a pad and you get little text messages being like, hey, you got to go clean the carnival. You go to the carnival. It's just empty. It's an empty, dirty carnival. And you clean it for, you know, three hours with no music, just sound. And you're like. I think it just it hits a point where people are like, is, is something going to jump out at me? What's That's happening? More, I like the idea. Like, I'm just, I think you know, if you like, you like listen to podcasts or something, right? Yeah, this would be the game for that. Yes. You put on a podcast and do this, and you would be set for hours. It's just I was thinking the exact same thing. It's like I can see like the Mike Albert and Steam review is like, as someone who never listens to music during a game, 
like listens to music from a game 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are so many games that I have done on this show where I do not play anything with 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 sound like i mean i haven't bring up anything oh and uh last thing i want to mention before we wrap this episode i, I went to milwaukee wisconsin over the last previous weekend kind of spontaneous i mean i went for a bad reason because well my dad had cancer for the fourth time so that's why i was i was going over to see him because he's but it was good like it was good to be back and i went and did a bunch of, i went to the zoo and went to the museum and it was i hate milwaukee i found out because i don't like i mean i'm i live in minnesota and people in minnesota drive a certain way and when I was back in Milwaukee, I realized people do not drive the way that they drive in. They're not nice. <laughs> I'm not used to it. The people like, in Minnesota, they'd be driving like this. It's is not real. It's just a it's just there as a suggestion, as they put it. And people I talked to my friend like, it's just a suggestion. Doesn't mean you have to follow it. I'm like, I I only drive five over the speed limit. I don't go faster. And everyone's going like ten over, fifteen over around me. And I'm like, but I I can't that <laughs> god you should come here where it's just like oh if you drive a truck the rules of the road don't apply to you oh my that's god. here too Th- that's here but with bikes in portland <laughs> if you gotta ride a bike you get whatever you want you're like excuse me come through i always i was like turning a corner on a right where it was a red light but i you know had the right away because there's no one coming and a biker like came up and i almost crushed him and i was like what are you doing he like oh looked at me and they kept going i was like why you i all right sure friend Go, you go right ahead, buddy. He's you're, he's smaller. He got the right away. It's true. Yeah, that's my bad. Sorry. Whoops. <laughs> I'm like midterm. You're like, excuse me, got to get in here. Me and my bike rights. Excuse me. But it was fun. Yeah. Like I got to go to the museum. What I haven't the Milwaukee County Museum. I used to go there a ton as a kid, and I got to do something really stupid. So anyone that's from Milwaukee, listen to this. At the museum, there's a little thing to turn on, like this little snake that you can make it wag its tail. This little rather snake in this one display. There's no sign. There's no mention of it. But I knew this and I got this sh- and I went over and I did it because I always do it. And I and some little kid saw it, saw me and was like, oh, and they went and did it, too. And I'm like, and I felt so good that I went and showed some like eight year old kid about this, this thing that was there when I was a kid. It, it was a really small feeling, but it made me feel. And I told the woman, like, I was here as a kid. I, <laughs> I don't know why. I'm just like, it was so a weird little thing. Like, but it made, it made me feel really good. And then we went to the zoo in the Resine Zoo, which I, I hadn't been to only once in my life. And it was just and my dad didn't doesn't walk very well right now because he's recovering. So he was in a wheelchair and we pushed and it was just a really good time. And it was like I was just trying to give him a really good because he's going through a lot of stuff right now with cancer. So I'm like, I want to give you a really good weekend. And it, it went well. Spontaneous was not my plan. But my wife made it happen and made it work. And it was all all her. It was, it was really nice. I'm afraid oh. to visit your country like deathly yeah. afraid to ever go to america but something i yeah. am very envious of is that like like i live in an island so we're kind of trapped here and it's really expensive <laughs> to get off but like just to be able to like i'm gonna drive to another state and you can that makes me really envious that's how i feel about <laughs> europe if that makes you feel better i'm like wow i can just drive a few hours and be in a very different place like and here it's that Kind of, but not really. Usually if I drive 20 minutes in any direction away from where I am, I get it feels more unsafe for me as a person. So, (laughs) (laughs) oh, and the last thing I should say, just because I I want to, I am employed again. There's someone who follows the show all the time. I was unemployed last month. I recorded one of these, I think, and now I'm employed again. So it was nice. (laughs) I hope it was the one you were really excited about. It is. It's it's the job I wanted the most. It, It came through and... Oh God, I can't handle the unemployed. So, 
Hell yeah. Congrats. All right, I think that's everything we need to say. So, Blair, where can people find you at? You can find me. Uh, I'm most active on social media on Twitter at Blarcade. And you can read my work at comicbookvideogames.com. I'm sure within the next day or two, I'll have finished DC League of Superhero Pets, and I'll probably spend longer writing a review on it than what I did playing it. But yeah, <laughs> if you're looking for the one review that's probably going to exist for that game, uh, it's you're probably going to be directed to my website. Uh, I did see a Steam review, but it was not very credible because that person was fully convinced that it was the original voice actors. And I'm like, that's just not true. But they did give it high kudos, but they did only play it for about 40 minutes. So that's, <laughs> that's the bad. only that's, that's the probably only over half. Yeah, that's oh, God, is it that short? Oh, I, God. I, if the way the map is laid out is how I think it is, I'm probably at about halfway done. <laughs> It just looks bad. So listen, forty uh, uh. audience. I have not paid money on Elden Ring. I've gone on this show and said how much I didn't like Horizon Forbidden West, but I did spend fifty dollars in DC League of Superhero Pets. So the long play is two hours. So it's a two-hour game, probably. So if you really want to experience this wonderful game, you can buy it on Steam and then return it, <laughs> and you won't lose any money. <laughs> I do want to play this. Kinda now, even though this looks like <laughs> stupid as hell, I do kind of want to play this. Well, well if you want to the cheap bins, it'll be there one day. If you want to record like a thirty-minute show some year, you know who to get for it. <laughs> yes, I mean, yeah, it's not like it's all we could talk about it was thirty minutes because there doesn't look to be much, much of this game. God, this should not have been a, a full-price game. My favorite oh. thing so far is I used to read Wizard magazine with my brother back in the day. And one of our favorite sections was this thing called Mort of the Month, where they would just have like the top 10 superheroes and then like one character who was just like the worst character ever. And one of them was a Green Lantern named Chip, who is a squirrel. <laughs> Chip, is in, Chip is in this game. Oh, my God. He is a support character who is in this game. And also the Wonder Woman game is not out yet. And Crypto the Superdog and Ace the Bathound have beat Diana of Themyscira in having a starring role in a video game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, that's a good one. All right, I need to wrap this up. So if you enjoyed this episode, we have over 350 other episodes of this podcast. If you can't find what you're looking for on Spotify or iTunes, please go to Podbean. Everything is on Podbean. You can find our whole catalog, so please go do that. And... We have a Patreon for those dying. Go vote in our Patreon poll right now. Tomorrow versus DC. You can vote for Sazam, Blade Trinity, Aquaman, or Sazam. You can choose which one we're going to cover. Let's say Sazam twice. Shang Chi. What I meant yeah, to say at one there point. There you go. You got it. that. that. Okay, I'm tired. Uh, <laughs> and one of your shout out my awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Helena at Hellhast Fury. Follow her on TikTok, please. She's awesome. She made our music. And we'll give a shout out to my buddy Bill Tucker, who did the MCU movies with me. He's on the show quite often. Started his own podcast at Gamer Looks at 40, which is very much a he interviews people and kind of talks about their games and what games mean to them in different events. And it's a it's a very good podcast. Much it's much different, better. I think it's much better produced than what this one is. Because this is just I get guys together and we talk. He he puts <laughs> music in, he he edits, he cuts out he we done one we'll do a one hour interview and he'll he'll take that one hour episode cut it in in the piece of other people's other people's interviews and make like five episodes where i'm on him so like he he does incredible work check him out and please follow facebook instagram twitter and on youtube audio only but we are on youtube and i think that's everything i need to say so we will see you guys all next time 
Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.